Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Cult Film Review. I am your host, Cody Everett. This week we are talking about Man Bites Dog. It is a Belgian film. Uh, it has a lot of controversial stuff that we'll get into. So, you know what? Let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, uh, this week we are talking about Man Bites Dog. Um, this film has uh, been, it's very widely widely praised, I'll tell you that. Um, it, is a, it is definitely a cold film, because I, I had to look it up afterwards, because I, I questioned this at first. Uh, I kind of want to leave this to an open discussion rather than directing questions, um, just because there is a lot going on, and I feel like this is more of a mood movie than uh, the last one that we talked about which was Buffalo 66. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, again, this is one of those movies where I started off hating the character, and by the end of it, I didn't, st I didn't start loving the characters, like, either. Um, so you I, still hated them? I hated them the whole way through. I, yeah. Just all hate. <laughs> what what, you, what did you like about no, it? No, okay, hate, hate's a strong word. Here's, here's my problem with the movie, What's right? What's the story? Let's tell the story. With the, with, That's know, kind of my problem and kind of where I was going. Thanks. Can I have a second? Sure. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, it, um, it does. It, it, the story is basically um, a film crew following a serial killer uh, who is charming, and basically they join in with him by the end of the film. I don't really find that there's really a driving force in the story. Uh, am I wrong? Did I or did I miss it? A driving force. Uh, I think what I'm missing because I feel like I'm the odd man out on this one, where I'm the entertainment lover. And I love like dinosaurs that turn into fucking robots and shit. You know what I mean? Like big explosions and stuff like that. And then watching this film, I was not entertained. Yeah, if you if you're taking enjoyment out of this film, there's something f fucking wrong with you. <laughs> well, well, well. Now hold on a second because we'll get to that. I mean, there there is some kind of enjoyment. People don't watch this movie to come out of it hating it. I don't think that's the purpose of watching. I think maybe it. Mike was getting at people watch it to study it and learn film. Maybe. Yeah, this is more of a commentary <clears throat> on society and violence and how it relates to humanity than I think it is it, uh, a film that's like, hey, this was exciting. What a great, exciting scene. Like, it's not... What, but what films had shown you this perspective before at all? Like, we've all known, you know, know about the serial killer. Like, you know, we've seen it in many different ways, done many different ways, but this was totally documentary style. Like, so what they were trying to get you to do, I think, is to try to get you to identify with this serial killer. Oh, absolutely. It's not, it's not, like that, I, what I'm what I'm saying is is that it's not it's not something that you it's not like a I wouldn't say a Michael Bay film, but it's not the, that's fine. You could say Michael okay. Bay's name. Got people go to see Michael he Bay listens. films. He for, listens. It's not mindless. And yeah, yeah, it's not mindless. Yeah, you go into this thinking and you come out probably thinking a lot more. Yeah. See, and that's kind of where I differ. I came out of this like, huh, okay. Like yeah. I really didn't come out of it thinking more or or less. I thought. Poor execution as far as, in my opinion, storytelling. Um, 
I just didn't I didn't enjoy it. Like there's nothing that I found appealing about any of the characters where I was like, "Oh, I care about any single one of these people." You're not real. I don't think you're supposed to Well, no, you are supposed to care about them. There is that's the a whole level point. that's the whole of point of the, the story. Of the whole point yeah. of the, the whole point of the film is to like Chris said, the whole point of the film is to basically test audiences and find out what they're willing to accept and what they're willing to agree with and be okay with with this person. Oh, he's very charming. I like him a lot. And it basically forces the audience to think to themselves, why the hell do I like this guy so much? He's killing all these people. That was the point of it. I never found myself liking him. Okay, first off, I don't know why everybody keeps using the word charming. There's nothing charming about this guy. I think he's that, charismatic. I think he, he does come yeah, off he, very he charismatic. Charms, charismatic. He charms the film crew that, into doing like helping them with murders. Wait, yeah. charms them or scares the bejesus? By out the of end them. of it, they're doing it free will, like by with free will. Yeah, yeah, but is it because out of fear? You no, know, like, no, like, not at all. Hitler but, was charismatic too, but I wouldn't say he was charming. Have you ever met him? Have I ever met Hitler? No, I didn't. I, did, I just didn't get a chance. What would make What would make somebody charming? I mean, he obviously has um, fema- I, female friends. I mean, and I, that he kind of and you know. I was alluded that to me like Jenny, I believe was the, her name. I, I no, Violet. I don't no, know. I'm talking about the hooker that he first banged. A long time. Oh, the blonde haired lady. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh okay. That's what I got the impression of is that she was a hooker mm-hmm. that he had had sex with. Throughout I the years, and then he just wrong, started yeah. taking care of her. I never thought that for some reason. I, I can see that, but I I thought because why I else they would we know just... about like the the bed with the tanning? Like that's where he's, I was getting from. He's a set. and he said, "Look, that's when I knew her when she was young. That's when I first met her." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and everything about her apartment pretty much screams, like who has a tanning bed <laughs> in their bed? Like right. come on, right? She she was probably a prostitute. Probably at one point. I think the thing about this character, he's a sad. He's definitely sad, and that's where we get the uh, empathy form or the sympathy form. Yes, is because he actually desperately wants friends. Like even though he's a sociopathic killer who's a racist and a homophobe, mm-hmm. like, and he's a bully, like he still he's sad when what's her name dies, uh, Victoria or something like that, or. Yeah, his yeah. it's 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 his yeah, the flute player. Right. His, <laughs> right, the flute the flute player and his parents obviously too. He loves his parents. Yeah, and that's that's know? why I where I think they tried to get you to to go along with him and identify with him. But then is, he, but show, the showing opens. him with his parents, showing him with his parents, the relationship he has with his parents, you know, like how he can just be kind of this normal person or this person that everybody thinks they know. But in far as far as I didn't care. I I I like for me like I didn't care. I didn't like him at all, so why would I care about the people that he cared about? Okay, did we? Did any of us like Vincent Gallo in Buffalo '66? He's more he. I would say because that I feel like me and Chris did that, that character is more likable than this right. Character. He is that character Way is, more. is a bully as well. But this guy's magnif- magnified by 10. I yeah, think. but here's this the guy's th- here's, way worse. Here's the, he'll just shoot you in the and head. And I did think about the difference between <laughs> Buffalo 66 and this film with the main character because, in a way, they are, they are similar. They're all very self centered about themselves. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that uh, in Buffalo 66, Vincent Gallo's character, Billy, was innocent. <laughs> like, that's why <laughs> yeah, this guy is. That's why you can forgive yourself. I mean. That's why you can forgive yourself to care about him. But, but like, there are moments where the character, uh, he, uh, Benoit, right? Ben. Yes. ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah. There are moments when the character Ben does offer like some wisdom about love. <laughs> he's got some. He's a poet. Yeah, he's got some really poetic things yeah. to say throughout this whole film, you know. And 
I think maybe this is what America, maybe not American Psycho, but kind of what it tried to do was like try to get the serial killer to blend in, or like what you were saying with Hannibal, like the serial killer can be your can be likable, can be an, an, and it would probably be his benefit to be likable, so people don't suspect him. Yeah, and I feel like he, I feel like he really carried it off well, and I found points in the film where I was like. I did care somewhat for his for his character, even though he was ruthless and bad, and I would never want to know this person. The way they filmed it, the way they made you, the viewer, like almost like you were a part of the film crew. Like you started, you know, you started hanging around him more, started becoming desensitized to the things that he was doing, and I could see how I could see the genius in telling the story this way. And I don't think we had seen this done with a serial killer in, in this, from this point of view. Not at, up to this point, I yeah, don't think no. so. No, um, I don't. I, I I do want to clarify. I don't think there was really a point where I could honestly say that. I mean, I liked the character. I never had that full connection that happened. I can see how the way it's shot and how the way it's presented that it's it's supposed to get the viewer to like him, you yes. know. But I I never I never I never felt like I really gave a shit about what's happening because he's a fucking he's a piece of shit. Here, here's the thing, and, then, and it's going on to what you said. I think what it is is if you humanize anybody, even the most evil people, you have a natural human tendency to want to empathize or sympathize mm-hmm. with that person. I mean, it's the same thing with like Breaking Bad. That was a big argument throughout the entire thing was how could people be rooting for this guy when he does so many horrible things throughout the show? Mm-hmm. And if you do, like, what does that say about you? Yeah. You know, and this film... This guy's even worse. He's even worse than <laughs> than Walt is. I mean, this yeah. guy, this guy is a sociopathic killer mm-hmm. who has a very <clears throat> loose law book that he runs by. He doesn't like killing kids, but he will. You know? Yeah. He doesn't like killing people for no reason. He says innocence. He doesn't like killing innocents, but guilty people are apparently just people who have money, <laughs> like have something for him. Yeah, he'll kill you for your shoes, and he'll say, "Well, you shouldn't have had good shoes." Right, like he's yeah. a dick. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. So what I would what, what what slowed me down with the story though is they never do they ever really explain why this camera crew is no. is connected to him. No, uh, no. I mean, other than what you can gather is that they wanna they they wanna do this breakthrough documentary on a sociopath. I mean, why does anybody want to fall? Why did anybody do what was that one on HBO? Why did, you know. That doesn't bother you, though, that they didn't explain why the crew really wants to do it, though? I, I think, in terms of art, it's pretty obvious why they would want to do it. He, is he not an interesting character? Is, why wouldn't you want to do a documentary? Because he's serial killer. Because you'd be like, like an because accessory he's to serial, murder. Serial killer, and I wouldn't want to <laughs> well, film him shooting that, people. But, we, but there are documentaries on serial killers all the time, but and see, they talk about it. No, talk it's, about it's it. totally different. There's different not, than there's, following them. There's but, not documentaries, yeah, of watching somebody actually go around killing people. Okay, I have a question. Why does Eli Roth do torture films? I can't speak for him. But why would anyone watch him then? I don't know. So if there are, is there if there's an audience that will watch it, there's somebody that will make that. Yeah, but the point I think I was getting at why I'm surprised that it didn't bother you that there was no explanation because that would be a form of bad writing. Basically, no, 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 no. Because that's the exact same argument we had last night. Yep. Hold on. Hold on. But with the last episode, there are, you there, didn't. You didn't because they didn't explain why. They actually Christina totally. Ricci, they actually totally explain why. There are multiple times where every single time a sound guy gets shot, he says, you know, when when are we going to be over with these things? We'll never have enough. Like, 
the, they're obviously intrigued by the, the the character. I don't understand why you wouldn't think that somebody would want to make a documentary on a serial serial killer. I I can understand why you want to make. I, I can understand make, making makes... a documentary on a serial killer. I can't understand following a serial killer around as he is committing murders. That I can't agree with. Well, Cannot. obviously, because it's like snuff film, so it's right. an absur- it's absurdist. Thing. Yeah. So, but you so, can't yeah, tell I me can't... that there's not a motivation well, for doing th- and it. Maybe, maybe because if it's commentary on reality shows, why does anybody want to watch well, a disaster? This this also may explain it too. Is that um, it is the way that I've read that it, it is explained as a dark comedy. Well, yeah, it's a dark comedy, of course. So I didn't get the comedy feel right I... away, but I think I. Did towards started towards the end. I, I mean, me, me, it, it it clicked for me when the, it was like the second sound guy got killed. It was yeah. like this is like I a didn't fucking even joke. Real, like, here's, <laughs> maybe like maybe this is my thing too, and it's maybe because again I'm uh, an American. I feel that way. Um, like I didn't even realize that multiple sound guys died. Yeah, I got a serious uh, uh, Spinal Tap vibe from it because it was like, like I didn't one sound guy it. died, and it was like this like. Really touching moment with the director talking to the camera. Then the next guy, next sound guy dies, and then it's like half of him talking, and then half of watching this guy still killing more people, like intercut well, with these then, scenes. Th- then there's also that scene where he comes in contact with another serial killer, he, oh, and then yeah. they have a film crew, and he's like, "Look at this big camera," and they're like, "They're like, we should steal this," and they're like, "No, that's video. We do film." I loved that. That's a hysterical yeah. line because it's like, "Oh well, guess what? We get to shoot the them now." He just immediately <laughs> smashes it. It's like yeah. he doesn't even take a beat. He just throws it to the ground, and then they kill everyone. Right. It's, it's crazy because it does have such a serious mood to it, but oh man, yeah. But I, then it's like towards the end, like I said, you start really getting that comedy element, especially when he's in the hospital and his parents are sitting around him, and that guy next to him mm-hmm. is is uh, pooping his pants, and he's like screaming, "Did you caca? Did you caca?" Like over and over again, and just berating like the poor helpless man in the bed who's obviously senile. (laughs) So funny, right? Dude, I really really think that that was supposed to be a humorous scene. No, it definitely was supposed supposed to be, but that's what I'm saying. I I didn't get the comedy. I didn't get it. Did the violence bother you? No. I was actually bored by the violence in this movie. Yeah. Bored. Yeah. It's very, very tame compared to what I've seen. The violence is not the scariest part of this film for me. For me, the scariest part of this film is the implications of this crew slowly but surely helping this guy out and then starting to enjoy themselves. Because what it, it essentially I feel this film says as a whole is, see this asshole? You hate him. But with just a little push, any one of us in this room could be this guy. Hmm. Whether it be through fear or maybe there's something deep, deep inside everyone that kind of wants to be this dude. It's a scary thought mm-hmm. that you could see regular people all of a sudden taking part in these atrocities. Yeah. But that's what, see, that's the weird, I guess that's another thing where I, I don't connect with it. I didn't connect with that. Like, I get what you're saying and I definitely think that like is probably the point of the film, but it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. I think the only way to, that I can, in my mind, explain why the film crew would even go into it, I don't think it's out of fear or anything. I think it's just like Stockholm Syndrome, and uh, they're just—I I feel know. like that's exactly what's happening. Well, I mean, isn't isn't part of Stockholm Syndrome fear and that turns into love? 
I don't know the exact definition. I mean, I feel I feel like that has a lot to do with it. It's it it's that fear that keeps going, 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 and going, and then you start seeing your captor as being that who giveth I can taketh away, and then all of a sudden it's like all I have to do is appease him. Yeah. And now I love you because you give me all these great things, like my life and the ability to breathe. Like yeah. I feel like that's part of Stockholm syndrome. So yes, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, think I think there's a little bit. I don't think that he bullied them. I think they just. They he, just... But he's such a bully. I didn't. He, t- I, I, you know what? I, a, I can't say he it. bullies them to go eat muscles. My biggest, at the my biggest like, problem with this movie is I didn't think I don't think any aspect of this film is believable. There's not as a one. documentary. Well, it yeah. was so staged, and it's it, oh, it, it, it's so staged and so written out. I don't, I don't feel genuine fear from any character in this movie. No, dude, it doesn't mo- come across. The moment that there's 600 gunshots that go off, and not one police officer ever shows up. Yeah, right. Anywhere, like that took me out of the film. I gotta admit that because I'm like, this dude just on the street just clocking people. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Right, but there's an absurdist element that, to this yeah, that's, film. Yeah, and that's the dark comedy so, part yes, of it. Which, right. I, uh, but still, at the same time, I'm like, well, not still not funny. <laughs> so, hold on. First of all, we need to clar- it d- was let's not, clarify it did not something. Mix well for me. A comedy doesn't necessarily mean ha ha ha. Let's laugh all the time. No, I agree. But it can make you chuckle inside, or or something like that. But there are there inside. are some mo- moments that make you chuckle a little bit, right? No, I was pretty deadpan on this movie. Really? I gotta be honest. There was with no you. part where you were kind of like, huh? Like, that I can think of. Like, honestly, when they killed I, the film crew, the, no one else thought that was kind of. No, funny. I thought it was stupid. I was like, oh, they just. There's another serial killer in the I same town. I didn't think town. the situation was funny that there was another serial killer with another film. Yes, crew. like that's that's a situation. I think funny if this film, had, I didn't find if that this funny. film had a different soundtrack, you'd probably feel differently about what it. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, if there was something like that was like triggering. I barely you. heard any music in this whole movie. There's, there's music. not. There, I, there's, there's, there's barely there's any. Music. There is music, but I can't remember a note of it because there's this much. <laughs> And maybe this How'd is that a, go? maybe this is a disconnect uh, with audiences. Like you know, maybe um, where where was this film? I'm sorry, I forgot. Belgium. Belgium. Okay, so maybe in Belgium, this is a type of humor that people w- no, might I, understand. Don't get me wrong, I I see what people see in it, but I cannot make those same connections, uh-huh. and that's the problem I have with this movie. I see what people see in this movie. I see what like, and I think a lot of it too has to do with timing of this movie. Because while we're saying, me and Kyle, that we're bored by the violence in it, it's because we've seen a lot more now further in time. In 1992, when this came out, this was probably violent as hell. Yeah, um, I, I'll tell you. It was you, NC-17. I saw this film, when did I see it? 2003 or 2004 is when I saw this film. And when I saw, particularly the rape scene that ends in a murder, I was immensely disturbed by it. And mm. the killing of the child. I was very disturbed. And I, I told myself I was never going to see the film, despite the fact that I kind of liked the film. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those films where I was like, I could really go without ever seeing this again, because it really disturbed me. Upon watching it a second time, I was far more desensitized to it. Yeah. And maybe that's because that's 10 years now well, that I've had to that, see other things. This is part of, this This is actually like, it's kind of cool, it's full circle, because in the society we live now, where it's such a media-focused you know, like we're used to seeing so many atrocities and horrible things shoved down our throat on TV and in and media and online and everything. This movie isn't like it doesn't strike you because it's like, well, okay, like I just saw yeah. some dude shoot two people on TV yesterday. Well, so yeah, what? And, I, and I read way eviler shit on uh, Reddit 
than <laughs> no, it's this true. dude is saying. I'll tell you right yeah. now. The part where he hits that woman in the head and she starts convulsing on the ground, it's like, oh, I've seen that on World Star. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen knockouts like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> World Star hip hop. No, it's, it's true. So I, I think that's another disconnect where I'm having is like, I think when this came out, probably in 1992, I don't know. I don't remember the release of this. It wasn't very big in my town. Um, I'm <laughs> sure that a lot of people were. Like holy yeah, fuck! Yeah, it, it was put up there. This is it, crazy. It, it was it was put up there with like Reservoir Dogs in terms of violence because Reservoir Dogs was extremely violent when yeah. it first came out. But yeah, know? if you watch that film now, you're not like, oh my god. It's yeah, intense. it's like, I mean, you know? even the ear ear cut scene in Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Like the thing I'm thinking about more is like the fucking song that's playing. Like, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good. Song. I'm, I'm that just saying that, that that maybe that's an issue that I'm having with this film too as a disconnect because, you know. I can see when this, if I would have saw this when this came out in 1992, I'm sure my mind would have been blown and I would have been affected in a different way by this movie emotionally. Yes, I think so. I really believe that. Yeah. But watching it in 2015 um, and, and and just seeing, like, I feel like I see a lot of flaws in the fact that, again, it's just like, it's so, it, it is, it, it is up so absurd to, to the point to where you should be laughing, but I wasn't laughing. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say I was chuckling through the whole thing. I'm just saying there was a light. There was a lightness. I was, to it. There was, I was a levity I, to it. But no, 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 I was no, here when he right. was watching. He was laughing the whole time. You're right. No, there, there's a, there's, <laughs> a, there's a total that. absurdity to the whole thing of like right. cops never showing up. I don't know how many bodies he dumps in that quarry over and over yeah. and right. over again. Right. That was like, pretty funny when the quarry was drained. And then it goes dry, and then they have to, do, and they're just yelling at the guys like, "You yeah, gotta cover like, it up." There's like, like, I can still see a leg. There's things that's like that 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 are so absurd that that they could have played funny, but they played it in a serious way. And well, I think that's what makes this a a dark, dark. Yeah, comedy, to make it you know I mean? to make it. I I just don't agree with that direction. To me personally, it's not what I like in film. You know, that's that's pretty much it. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about uh, man bites dog, or does the dog bite the man? I don't know. We'll find out when we get back. No, no. Cinéma, oui, je sors, je sors, je suis, je suis cinéma, cinéma, cinéma de Saint-Antal et de film en film, je t'ai donné mon existence, et toi, Gabin, fils de Lucien, le cinéma fait de toi un... Hey guys, welcome back, we are talking about Man Bites Dog, um... What do we leave off on? Where do we leave off? Or do we want to start on a new topic? Why don't we go into what we disliked? I think we all yeah. kind of talked about what we kind of liked about it. Why don't we talk about what we disliked about it? <laughs> Did <the> I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might you might have I been don't the, big, remember the that one part. big dissenter. Yeah, I may have missed but that. But no, there there are some pretty there Cody, some, it's your time there, to shine. There are some yeah. pretty uh negative things that I could say about the film. Like um, one is the the progression of the story. It starts off like it starts off like a narrative, and then it be kind of towards the middle, it becomes just a series of spectacles. Yes. And then by the end, it kind of like finishes off back to the character. Like See, towards the middle, it's just like rape, kill, 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 kill. It's just like it just I, goes I, on and on and on and on. And, also, and then all of a sudden, the family dies, and then all of a sudden, we get back into this guy. I also kind of disagree where it's about him at the end of the film, though. I feel like it's more about the filmmakers and them turning into like him. Oh, at the sure. End of the film. Oh, sure. I think I don't. 
That's the weird thing about it. Like, I, I don't know that you're right. I don't think he's the main character because it's... It, I don't. Who are the storytellers? The storytellers are, in fact, obviously, the film crew as being characters in the film. I mean, that's not something that you normally see in a mockumentary like Spinal Tap. You don't see the filmmaker come back around the camera and say, oh my God, this is how I'm reacting to this. So Yeah, the director of the documentary was in many scenes hanging yeah. out with them. True. Oh, but was he like a major, like, was, was the influence of the band being affected on him? No. Like, was it him no, kind no, of no, reacting but... to the band, or was it the band was the main? Oh, I'm just I'm just breaking it down to the most simplest terms of as you described. Okay, it. And and yes, I, I, sh- fact, I, I shouldn't have said that, that the director wasn't <laughs> in the scenes. I, I, what I meant to what I mean to say is is that the film crew it cuts a lot to the film crew and their reactions and how they're responding to everything. Yeah. So really, the, the killer is kind of like the catalyst to like the story, and the storytellers are in fact the main characters. Might just be the people behind. Well, the camera. I feel like the main characters behind the, ca- the camera have more of an end game than rather he does. Because what's his end game? Nothing. Just yeah, to continue nothing. murder. This guy is just. There's no real. There's really no driving he, force he, for him except for this film. I mean, he even says it in the, early in the film when the guy starts kicking, when they lose their first sound guy and he starts kicking the guy on the ground that yeah. shot his sound guy. He even says to him, "He's like, oh, revenge, not not something that we we do." And even after he's gotten his, 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 what I assume is his closest thing to a girlfriend that he has, and his family gets killed, they even ask, what are you going to do next? And he's like, ah, I don't know, run somewhere else. Like, yeah, he has no interest in, like, getting revenge on these Italians who have killed his family and the, all of his loved ones. Because in his mind, he's like, no, I live to kill, and I'm just... Well, he's, he has the whole speech about go, always going for the easy... The easy kill, because and that's why they convince him to go to the suburbs. Because right, and then it, it turns out to be a disaster. Yeah, essentially, because there's nothing to steal. Yeah, yeah, he had, to, he had yeah. to kill a kid, and the house was like empty. It had nothing valuable in yeah, it. Yeah, just credit cards that were all useless to him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he, call the cops right now. I like like those lines. He like that's some some humor that I found too. Is that. Mm-hmm. The way he would respond to certain situations, you know, he was always so confident in whatever everything he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he definitely because he never thought he was going to get busted, and then when he does, he just breaks out of jail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so. which never really gets explained as to how he did it. No, just gets a call. I broke yeah. out of jail. It's just, Come pick me yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a poem. <laughs> so there's that negative thing. The other negative thing that I have to, I have to say, because it's been made a big thing now. Um, and I've been looking at s- particular scenes. The Game of Thrones, there, there's been a lot of criticism as to how much do we have to show horrible people doing horrible things like rape mm-hmm. and whether or not they're necessary to actually reinforce how horrible this guy was. So that rape scene, which is one of the worst, it's, a, it's really, I think it's horrible. Yeah, because of what I mean, what results from it too? Sure, yeah, this, she they gut her. Yeah, I mean, was that really necessary, or was that just a spectacle to be like, this is how far we're gonna take this? I thought it was us understood, like, okay, yeah, the crew is. I think something like that participating. Like, going back to what you're saying though, with like Game of Thrones, I think, I think to an extent, you have to kind of do that because you're if you're investing however many seasons they are into Game of Thrones, and you're dealing with these characters day to day if you don't continuously add these moments of of true violence and horridness 
you're going to actually end up liking that character, which is the opposite of what the writers want to have happen. They want you to hate this character. Right, right, right. But I guess- So it reinforces that. So this scene was there. This scene, that the rape scene is perfectly timed because up until that point, you really are starting to, I, not me personally, but I can see how the audience, uh, an audience member would really start to kind of like this guy. They had, they had drinking games. They were like doing all this shit. And then this scene is thrown in there, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like the filmmakers telling the audience, like, look look at the person that you not, have started to like. Well, no, and not only that, not but only that do them. we start hate yeah, do we start hating the filmmakers too? That's again why I don't care about the filmmakers. They're they're just as bad. They are just as bad. They're just and not and they're no, enjoying even, and they're no, enjoying themselves. I think not even at that point, throughout the whole film, they're just as bad. I want to take back what I said because you just made a good point about the filmmakers. I think at this point it brings attention to how horrible the filmmakers are. Right, so it they're horrible that home. throughout the they're horrible throughout the whole movie. Well, no, I, yeah. I feel at first it's it, there's a slight reluctance. It starts off with just bro, they're obstacles. following a murderer. You got to be a terrible person. There is no the there's no slight there's no reluctance doubt. involved. It's they agreed to follow a serial killer. That's they, it. No, they agree to follow a serial killer. Do you think in the first scene, if they were just like, "Hey, rape this girl with us," they would have been like, "Yeah, let's do it," or do you think they would just be like, "Whoa, uh, they have to have they some they have to have some kind of they have to have some kind of like." Um, or ability to go that far. Well, they've been to through a lot with. at this point. Right, if you think that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm saying the simple they fact have that they, they even agreed to follow a serial killer. Sure, watch sure. Them absolutely, right, right, right. absolutely. Proves that they're, they're already fucked up a little. They're bit They're already in the head. essentially creating a snuff film. Yes, they're creating a snuff film. But the gradual, the participation that the film crew actually starts going on gradually gets worse. They don't start off and hit you right in the head with it. It gradually starts. Like at first, it's like we watch somebody die. Then we're gonna help him we knock scare it off the somebody building. to death. Yeah, and then we're gonna, <laughs> and then it, and then it becomes we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna so I'm gonna hold this kid down while he strangles this kid. And then it's like they were not reluctant at all to hold that kid down. No, he moved no, no, right I, in. I on wouldn't it. say that he was reluctant. I feel like but, that scene is probably it. He's already, They've already made that decision. Because the rape scene later on yeah, just already, reinforces what they... But here, he's like, already helped there, kill a kid. There is a difference. They're doing it with a smile on their face this time. This is this doesn't go from, okay, well, let's help him out. This goes into, I'm kind of enjoying. This is kind of fun. Like Yeah, that is the difference between those two scenes. Because when, when they're in the house, you can tell he's still... He is slightly apprehensive to, do, to hold the kid down, but he does it. Yes. And then at that point, then it just descends into what you're saying is like enjoying it. You've, you're so desensitized to the things that you've done that now this is the, f- you're pushing the boundaries that you didn't that even has, know were there. That, that has become the new normal basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole point of the film. Yeah. It's like yeah. what becomes normal. And that's like uh, what we, we man, about what, what man, what man bites, bites dog, dog actually, actually means. means. Yeah. And it's like when in um, journalism, man bites dog is a thing you don't hear about a lot. So journalism always reports on the really obscure and bizarre. So, that quickly becomes the normal because all you read in the newspaper is, oh, this person cut this person's head off next day. This person cut this person's head off. And you think, wow, this happens all the time. This must be normal. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole, I think, yeah, that's the whole point of the film. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It's, and it's, it's a good, it's a good title, actually. Yeah, I do and like the other, I do and like the, the other title. The, the literal fantastic. title is, is good. It's like, this just happened next door. Like, that's the literal. It happens in your neighborhood. It happens yeah. in your neighborhood yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like, to assume that like this demon, th- there's a demon right now behind you, and he's doing stuff you don't know about it, but we're gonna show you, mm-hmm. and now you're gonna see it as the new normal. Like, yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah, S- Chris, what were your dislikes? Dislikes, um, lot of 
lot of dialogue, I felt like, um, which is fine. Um, I think I was more looking for the controversial things just because I feel like that's the hype that this film has been built into. And so I guess it felt a little slow. I felt it felt a little slow sometimes. Does that make it, does that, so, right, everybody's, and maybe this is where I can better explain myself. So everybody, we we just talked about maybe like the deep meaning of the film, right, of what, Mm -hmm. what it's trying to say. But then again, you said there's a lot of dialogue and it's slow. Maybe that's where I'm having the disconnect of being entertaining because I agree there is a lot of dialogue and it is a very slow film. But I guess I guess the only thing when you say the word entertaining, it's like Dude, I don't I know watch, anybody that's like I I've seen this film a hundred times and I love it. Like I've never I watch, heard a lot of people I watch just movies like, excitement. Well, like, okay, a cult film is basically somebody who follows uh, the film like a religion because they enjoy it that much. That's I guess true. you're right. I mean, yeah, you're right. So obviously so, they have to be out there. This is not a film that I want to watch over and over and over again. But I'm that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like it's like if I'm going to rate a movie, it's going to be based off of like how I feel a, a movie should be. And I watch for movies for entertainment, honestly. And that's me just being real. And I can see the artistic side of this, but I don't connect to a single part of it, which makes it hard for me to enjoy this movie like it's just i don't know like I, this is the moment where the snobby artist goes well you just didn't get it exactly yeah that's right and <laughs> i and i and i do see that coming and that's fine like i understand i'm glad you do you sick twisted fuck <laughs> yeah who are you talking to the, Any, the hypothet- like- hypothetical art <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the snob. I mean, because I watched this movie and i was like no i was like of course every film student loves this because film students made it and it was it is and was a controversial film, and I see the art art behind it. But at the same time, I looked at it like a fucking student art film. Boring. I mean, I guess, I, guess <laughs> I, I I I more gravitate to arty films. So yeah, I think you know? that this is an art house, and film, I don't for sure. Yeah, it's, and I and I don't feel it's like thought provoking, entertained all the time. It's thought provo- It's a thought provoking film. It's not. You know. But see, that's the other thing too. Like, I don't feel like my th- like my thoughts were provoked that much. Well, it's like, why do you go? Why do you go? To How a, can your thoughts be provoked that on. much if you're not paying attention? Why do you go to a museum to look at paintings? Do you really? I don't. Like, I'm entertained <laughs> by the. Mu- but why do people do it? Because they like boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why Whoa. art is so. Now, now, now I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> the veil it's the has same been reason why you would go to a museum to see the Mona Lisa or something like that. It's to be because you could say I saw the Mona Lisa. No, it's not that. That's it, what most people go to see. Like, oh, yeah, I that's a bad. That's a bad. A that's a bad example because that's more of a historical thing. Yeah. Okay, it's a well, tourist track. Let's say a Jackson Pollock painting. Okay. Okay. Why? Why? Why see a bunch of splotches if you don't want to have it to elicit an emotional response from you, whether it be sadness or happiness or any of the things that you go to see art for or read about like why why see a sad film why see a sad film is that entertaining to be sad yeah i guess it is to some degree i just know i don't know i don't know if it's entertaining i do like it when when a film like i feel like i'm in the middle road because i can fully appreciate cody's coming from i can fully shut my brain off and just be entertained Mm -hmm. and i can watch art house films and dramas and stuff like that and appreciate them and love the emotional response that I get. This film generated pretty much zero emotional response other than slight uncomfortableness and disgust at the rape scene, but that was it. The rest See, of the time yeah, I had okay. no emotional response to this movie. It's boring. So I'll take it back to why I felt like back to what I said. I, I think it's commentary on humanity. And that I and, can and get. it thought provokes me. That's why I 
don't I mean, like I said I don't want to watch this film over and you over and over again. Sa- I, you know, t- for sorry. me, it's Taxi Driver. But <laughs> uh, I was gonna say when the movie did the same thing was The Mist. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I what like that that, that is that that is <laughs> what he, you might be right on that. The Mist. The Mist is the same thing. That is a tough film to watch. The it's, Mist. Yes. Mist. Yeah. It the, does. The, it the does the same. Stephen King. Yes, the it new does the one? same yeah. thing, but with monsters. In the end, he kills his whole family for no reason. I do not. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't kill his fan- kid for no reason. He kills it because he doesn't want the mist is like the mist is like a, it's a, a bi- hybrid between Night of Living Dead and a classic it, monster film. No, it's a, you're it's stuck in. You're stuck inside of a building while a bunch of terror is happening outside. Yeah, with a. Evangelical evil lady who yeah, is because the, yeah the, the I, I always took the read the, the book also. the point of that film is is the monsters are inside about the, movie. the room Don't be not outside yes, the room yes exactly yeah. it's the same thing of the monster is, is there the film crew is actually the monster yes like, I I can I can totally see a parallel with yes, that yeah oddly enough hmm. yeah fascinating there you go <laughs> good Everyone. response Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you, stay, no, you stay neutral no, on that I guess one. It, okay so I guess. You know, what I take away from this movie is, is it, like, and I'm, this is not me getting into my rating or anything, but it can't be for everybody because there's going to be no, people there. Definitely not. There's going to be people that want to go see it because they heard it was controversial. That's going to be probably the easiest way to draw somebody in. You get into it, you're either going to like love it because you appreciate the artistic value and the filmmaking in, in itself and the creativity there. Or you're not going to like it because you feel it's too boring and slow and it doesn't really like, you know, it just doesn't do it for you because maybe you don't like black and white because maybe you don't like so much dialogue. You know, it's like you there's a, there's always going to be a split with these kind of films. I will tell you, though, when I read the synopsis of this film, I was excited. I was really excited to watch it. I read the synopsis. I was like, okay. Yeah, Mike. Mike told me like he he like gave me a breakdown of like the movie, what the movie was about, and I was stoked to see it. A film crew that's going to follow a serial killer. Cool. Yeah, I I. The thing that I take away from it is that I I I like the commentary on media that that it proposes. Mm-hmm. I do like that because it's so true now nowadays more than ever. Because mm-hmm. like when this was made, like the reality shows that you had that were really big was like cops. Real, that was like yeah. real, real world. Yeah, not even real world yet. Was it ninety two? Was that the first year? Was of it? it cops even? Cops was, cops that, was, cops was like, like 88, 88, 87. Yeah. Okay. But it's basically that same. Cops is a really good comparison because it's the same thing. You're watching these criminals. I mean, there's shootouts that happen. There's people who get shot on cops. Like, all that shit happened. And people watched and tuned in every week to see another disaster. And it's kind of the same parallel that's happening in this movie is, you know, you're watching the serial killer because do you, you want to see a disaster. Do you, Okay. And then in that perspective, do you think that. The serial killer is the TV show, and the film crew is the audience, and that they start to morph to mimic the show. Yeah, I'd say yeah. that's a pretty fair comparison. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, because that's the same. I mean, that's basically the same thing that happens nowadays, anyway. Yeah, the, people I mean, the, emulate the people they see on TV it, for the, good or bad. The interesting thing about it is that a documentary crew is supposed to be making commentary on their subject, and they're but supposed in this to be. One, it goes commentary going to the subject that like boomerangs back to them and make and it now becomes a commentary on themselves that's the interesting thing about it because as a as a documentarian you don't want to be part of you're not supposed to interact you're not supposed to you're just there to observe yeah you're just supposed to document something you're not supposed to be an active participant in it and that's exactly what happens in this film Parce que le mal secrète 
une matière grasse et puante qui attire la femelle dans ses filets. La nature. Pigeon. Oiseau à la grise robe. Dans l'enfer des villes, à mon regard tu te dérobes. Tu es vraiment le plus agile. All right, guys, so let's say we rate this thing. Uh, Mike, this is your choice. Uh, what are we rating it? I'm going to go with mating pigeons. Mating pigeons. Mating pigeons. There you go. Good luck making that one, Chris. There you go. What Fine. the hell does that even look like? Uh, you got to figure it out on photo. Oh, oh good. I get to Google this. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Mating pigeons. <laughs> All right, uh, let's first start with Chris. I'm uh, interested to hear what Chris has to say uh, for his rating of mating pigeons. All right, first time ever seeing this film, and I was looking forward to it for the reasons I mentioned. I heard it was controversial, and... Uh, you know, I'm I'm always looking out for those kind of movies because I want to be I want my boundaries to be pushed and I want to be shocked a little bit. So went into it, not knowing much about it. And honestly, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was like we said, I thought it was thought provoking. I liked the point of view. I liked the raw and grittiness of the black and white look. Um, I thought the violence was effective, even though it really by today's standards wasn't that extreme. Um Honestly, I thought that rape scene looked pretty hokey. Like, I I wasn't that affected by it. We've seen worse in films today. So that didn't really affect me that much. Overall, did it live up to what I thought it was going to be? Yeah, I think it's exactly what I thought it was going to be for 1992. Um, so overall, I like this movie. I want to see it again so I can pick up more on, on his character and the dialogue and dig into it deeper. I'm going to give this three and a half... Okay. Three and a half mating pigeons. All right, next up, I'll go. Um, so here's my thing. For me, I, I didn't care. I didn't care. And for it to be thought-provoking, I would have to care because it would have to get me to think. And I didn't care enough to even... I don't even want to say pay attention because I paid attention, but... I didn't care what was going on when I was paying attention. <laughs> How many times did you say? care? Did you care or not care? I forgot. <laughs> no, no. It, I don't know. It's just driving the the, the point home that I, I that you didn't care. That to me, this film can exist and not exist in, in in any way, and I don't think it would hurt me or harm me. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just. It's really hard to explain how I feel about this movie. I'm just gonna say that I give it two and a half because I respect it as a as a film and where uh, and when it came out and how it is. But would I ever watch it again? No. So two and a half, middle of the road. That's better than I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, yeah I'm actually surprised. <laughs> well, because the, the reason I gave it two and a half is because I actually respect it as a, as I can see the art. Don't get me wrong, guys. I can see the artistic side of this movie. I really can. They just didn't make me care about the artistic side of this movie sure. at all. Sure. Just cut that snippet and make that my thing. <laughs> cut all what? the rest out. That's just what that. he wanted, just that one part. Oh, I'm leaving in the I don't care. You said like eight of them. I Those just finished it with nine. That's why I said cut them all out. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Mike, your pick. How many mating pigeons are you going to mate this one? You know what? Honestly, Chris, uh, Everything that he said, pretty much, I have to shadow. Like, really, quite honestly, I, other than the fact that I, this is not the first time I've seen the film. Um, but yes, I feel the same way about how he felt as I do. Um, is that I, I when I watch this film, I watch it to see the commentary, the artistic value of it. I think there are great shots in it. I think there are. Um, it, it it makes you see 
a side of humanity that you don't want to see, but that's the reason why you see these types of films is because you want to push that boundary. So I'm going to give it four mating pigeons. Four mating pigeons. I'll say I'm ha- fat that's and happy high. where I'm at. That's too fat high. and happy. <laughs> it's a good one. That's why I don't want to push my boundaries. I'm happy and fat where I'm at. So. <laughs> good for I'll you. Let's stay down here watching that. the Wiggles. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in the Wiggles house. Kyle, you're yeah. in the Wiggles house. How many ratings are you going to give uh, mating pigeons? Uh, I am going to give this movie two and a half mating pigeons. And my reasoning behind it is, um, as the film is presented, it is presented as a documentary. And it falls short because of how scripted it feels. It doesn't. It's not believable. It doesn't feel real. Um, I will say the movie does have a message, and that is like, as viewers, what are we willing to accept and be okay with for the people we idolize or look up to? And for that, I, I, I think it rings true so much now with so much crap on TV and reality TV and media that people are like idolizing all these fucked up people. So for that reason, I, I think the movie has some merit, and I think people need to watch it, and I think they'll kind of get what I'm going at on that one. But I'm going to stick with two and a half because it's, it's, it does have merit in the film community. It did inspire a lot of filmmakers. Definitely did. Um, so Here's my question. Middle of the road for me. <laughs> What's would, your question? Uh, what, like, would you recommend this film to certain people? Like, would I they, would like, cherry pick who I recommended it to. Like, I probably I probably wouldn't recommend be, it to anyone. I wouldn't recommend it to Cody because I would I would imagine I get the response that we got tonight yeah, and yeah. he wouldn't get it. People who are <laughs> <laughs> you reacted just how I wanted. What a you diss! To. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of no, got but it. there's certain people I would and would not recommend this film to because certain people just aren't going to like it. Oh, I agree with that. You, I think this one. There's no middle of the road on this movie. There's no. I mean, we're kind of middle of the road, and only I think out of that, out of, out of a film respect, we're middle of the road. Yeah, but I'm not in middle of the road of like I kind of liked like, it, but if this was sh- sh- like filmed shittily on like high eight, <laughs> you know high what eight, I mean? you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I, I probably would be like, this is the worst turd fest ever, blah 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 blah. <laughs> but since it was shot on film and shot well. You know Mike looks mean? like he's physically in pain when I, he said turd fest. I would I, <laughs> I have to give it middle of the road because I, I and I do understand the artistic merit to it and what they're trying to say. But also you have to make me care about what you're trying to say. Yes. And you didn't do that. So that's why you're middle of the road. <laughs> that's where you'll stay. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Um, you know what? Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at cultfilm underscore review. Follow us on Twitter at cultfilm underscore review. You can follow Mike at uh, at Mike Salustio on Twitter, and you can catch my writing on film at friendlyneighborhoodfilmmaking.com. Also, make sure you send in our uh, your picks for choices that you want us to review. Uh, Chris is raising his hand. And a quick shout out to Chicks with Flicks. Thanks for checking out the show. Oh, yeah. oh, Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. We appreciate that. We loved your that. show, too. Great show. All right, guys. Make sure you check out their show because um, it is a really good show. And I'm going to stop saying show because it's <laughs> the end of the show. And I just repeat myself all the time and say the same words over and over again. That's it.